two ways to deal with cravings. Good morning, if you are coming in, give me a hello. If you're on replay, drop a replay. So cravings, what, what are even, even are cravings? I'd, it's important sometimes just to take a step back and actually ask yourself, what, what is this thing? How do I describe it? Is it hunger? Is it boredom? Is it a feeling? Is it a habit? And I think when you get into this, you become a bit more curious and a bit more critical of how we feel and more in control. We're able to make rational decisions because we're calling on the part of our brain that allows us to do that rather than the emotional, just accepting it is what it is. I had an out-of-body experience and I couldn't control it. Now, consider that there's lots of tips to crush the cravings if you if you like. And, you know, for everything from physiological, like eating more protein to help with those uh, hunger hormones, drinking more water, more fiber, more vegetables, then more psychological, considering is it how are we feeling right now? Am I bored? Am I tired? Am I stressed? Am I just, is it just a habit, to, a comfort habit? Is it that someone around me offers something at a certain time of the day and I feel rubbish, I feel a bit tired, or it's a reward for the day and that's okay too, you know, like... It gets to the end of the day, oh, my reward, oh, yeah, I deserve that. And let's face it, we could probably have anything at that time of day and, and feel relatively good. Um, so I'm going to give you two ways now to help with this. And these are more practical ways. And that would be because if you consider that most snack food, most cravings for certain types of foods specifically are often processed foods or highly processed foods, if you like, which obviously are designed to override our natural hunger responses and you might find it difficult to like, potentially put them down or say no or stop eating. Maybe the floodgates open. I get it. So what I would say is, you know, some people say, oh, I just can't have a little bit. And sometimes we give advice, me included, and we'll say, you know, have a little bit. Like, just question it. You know, can you just have one? And, stuff? Da, da, da. and that can be helpful. But I want to give you kind of two things to help you think about this a little bit differently, whether you should have it or not. Because some people do just generally have trigger foods. Um, you know, there's certain times when I'm really full up, like I couldn't eat any more chicken, I couldn't eat any more X, Y, Z. But then if you gave me, I don't know, peanut butter is has always been a trigger for me. Not that I don't avoid it completely, not that I avoid it completely, but if I have it, if I know it's in the house, I'll find something to have it. I could have it with carrot sticks, I could have it with uh, celery sticks, I could have it with apple, I could have it on a spoon, I could have it with chicken, I could have it with anything, porridge, peanut butter. There's not much it doesn't go with. Um, so something to consider is number one, if you can have a little bit and your hunger is you know, okay, then just go ahead and have some of this food that you're kind of craving. Number two, if you have a little bit and your hunger is really high and it's almost like triggered that hunger, then I'd probably avoid that food. And that's an easy kind of go-to. Not, not to say that you avoid it all the time, of course, but just generally like 80-20 principle because sometimes we're starting to, you know, trying to put a, a round peg in a square hole, square peg in a round hole, that's the one. And we're trying to, we're hearing things like, you know, celebrating food, you know, and saying that we should be able to have, you know, like we should have permission, of course, to have whatever we want. But sometimes it's like just so frustrating. And we're thinking that we should have everything in moderation when actually 
for us, maybe that's not actually right. And that's where that honesty and personalized side of things comes into it. And of course, you can ask that question of deep down, more psychological, like I said, every decision we make is either a vote for a yes or a vote for a no in terms of the output of our inputs, aka we go through something in our kickstart um, called benefits cards, which we touch on. And these are some of the most, the key reasons why we even want to do this. So from here, black tie event, this is someone's uh, keeping up with the kids, set an example for them rather than being a lesson for them, which I love. We're either a lesson, a lesson or a, an example, aren't we? And a polite kick up the bum is to write those, down those reasons and go, you know, am I saying yes to that today or am I saying no to that today? My actions will tell me. As much as we say, oh, I wish I want to do this, I really want to do this. What are we, if you want to know what's actually priority, what's actually we're valuing today, have a look at our actions. So I hope those two things help. Any questions, let me know. And I'll see you soon. Take care. And also, if you want the link to the free talk um, all about uh, the research on premenopause, perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, um, and nutrition exercise around that 15th of March, a week on Wednesday, 8 p.m. I'm going to be live doing a, se a live seminar online. If you want the replay as well, let me know. All you've got to do is click the link that I'll put in the comments this where you can register. Um, and I'll see you there. Take care and speak soon.